The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Mexican Matters. We are once again live from Quarantine City, Columbus, Ohio. Protests are on the bout. We will get to that. Megsy's still going to work every day, every week. They need to open up these barbershops and hair salons because I need another haircut. And I am paying the same Yahoo that did it last time for 200 bucks. Desperation is a stinky cologne. Not doing it again. I will weigh it out this time. Hopefully by next week or the week after, everything will open back up. Now, the difficult times continue, and I get that. It's driving me more bananas. Personally, at work, the office manager realizing... Oh, that everybody else doesn't do their jobs, herself included. How does it take two, three weeks to disperse a client? I don't know. I give you everything in the palm of your hand. Now, Steph Curry shooting half-court shots and three-point shots. So, releases there, checks there, disbursement sheets there, power of attorneys there. All you have to do... Get a hold of them. Sign everything. Hey, here's your check. The more I am asked to do, the more I help negotiate, the more I realize the two negotiators we have, well, I'm sorry, had, because one of them's gone, and we inherited her files, and the other one just likes to work from home, you know. Ken and Ken and uh, Barbara, Barbara's no longer there. But you know, she's happy that now she's at Root Insurance again as a bodily injury adjuster, because you know so many people have Root Insurance to the point where there's a lot of work to do. Oh wait, no, you're getting paid a little bit more. To do less work. That's the problem with today's society. And that's why I believe firmly in the IQ test to vote. Because the new millennials, they're used to getting everything handed to them. Or Gen Z, whatever you guys want to fucking call yourselves. Everything handed to you. Not having to work hard for your money. Oh, I want to get paid more. Because... I wear tattoos and I go to the gym and um, I have no idea what to do with with the law and discussing negotiations. Like I literally have to call adjusters to figure out what the notes were because one guy likes to write everything down on a piece of paper, which makes no sense because we're in the 21st century. We don't have time to write everything on a piece of paper and you're the only one that has the fucking file. That's why we have a system. That's why there's notes. That's why you have to update the system. Oh, no. Well, neither one of them updated the system. 
Barbara had no notes anywhere. So I had to figure out her shit. Oh, this is the top and final offer? Great, we'll take it. And just... You came up with the list of who to call if you need a final lien. But yet you don't know how to get med pay waived depending on the insurance. I had to find out. Apparently, if you want med pay on your policy, your car insurance waived because, you know, it's a limits issue or whatever have you. There are certain procedures you have to follow depending on the insurance. State Farm, for example, a.k.a. Snake Farm, will make you send something in writing. Yeah, be useful to know as a negotiator and former adjuster, wouldn't you think? And the office manager yesterday was like, well, did they ever request anything? I'm like, really? You're asking me if our two negotiators that we had, Barbara and Ken, ever requested records and bills for anyone? No. I mean, Ken calls and says, hey, can you send this our way? And sometimes it works. But a formal request for additional records and additional bills? No, I don't think his entire life he's done that. I don't even think he knows how to do it. All he wants to do is just chit-chat and negotiate, which getting from initial offer to top offer, depending on the case, it's 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 a two-phone-call conversation. So that's what you want to get paid for the hour salary to do? Anyone can do that. Now, of course, this all depends on the other case managers eventually negotiating their own files. Well, I don't think that's going to happen because they're not very... You need a certain backbone to be able to yell back at an adjuster if they're getting crazy. You need to be able to come up with an argument. Like, arguing is the name of the game. If you can't argue with coherent facts... If you can't see the mechanism of injury, then that's a problem. How do I, and, and I asked Barbara, I literally messaged her the other day and said, how does it feel? Like, what do you mean, how does it feel? How does it feel to know that even though you all said, I know nothing about negotiating, that I was able to do in six weeks. See, it's only been six weeks. I have 25 negotiated settled files this month that I helped with one is $175,000 that is way more money settled than Ken boy over there working from home with his measly five files now of course he's going to argue that he got nothing but crap files well I'm sorry uh, you were been saying that before prior to me negotiating my own files so which one is it now you want some of my good files. No. That's not how this works. You bitch. We fixed the issue. Oh, guess what? The person who has the most cases and has the most demands here to date. Oh, now he's negotiating his own files. Oh, he's going to get done faster. Oh, there must not be shit. Oh, he must know what he's doing. Oh, he's actually working the 50 to 60 hours he works a week. Not lying about it and getting paid for it. So yeah, I said, hey, how does it feel to know that in six weeks I was able to do what you could not do in almost two years? All you had to do was beat him and he'd be gone. 
But no, you couldn't do that. Now you're now you're gone, and he's on his way out the door. Cause guess what? Negotiating, settling five a month, it's not gonna cut it. I mean, he might get the twenty. Last month, I negotiated half a month, and I had twenty. He negotiated a full month. He had twenty-six. We both beat Barbara. Oh wait, yeah, you're right. In half a week, in half a month, I beat Barbara. And the office manager is just realizing these things. Oh, they don't do this. Oh, they don't do that. Are you not a leader in the office? Clearly not, because when you come to me saying, "Hey, they don't answer the phone," is this how it is every day? I'm like, yeah. Guess who half the time is not here? You. So you also don't answer the phone. It's not, that, not just that, them. Now we have to have a one-hour Zoom meeting to discuss nonsense. No, I am not going to mark myself available on our Ring Central app. No. Guess what? Because I'm not. Take a message, make a note, handle the call, and then tell me what you said. If you're just going to transfer to my voicemail, I don't even need a note. The note's for your benefit only. I could care less who transferred me the call. Other was like, well, we don't know who transferred it, who transferred it, who transferred it. <laughs> just answer the phones that are hitting your way. If you're the office manager, every complaint call should be directed at you. Oh, but no. Why are we transferring calls to me? Why? 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 So, if you don't want to do and handle... Those, those tough calls Then why are you asking To see Demand reviews You don't need to be seeing No demand reviews If the attorney reviews the demand Bam That's it Goes out Ooh Client gets a copy No I'm negotiating my own files Client does not need a copy Of their demand by law If I'm the one negotiating it So I already know What's going to happen if you confirm the treatment with them and then you're the one negotiating, guess what? Everything's already there. You know the file. As I've been saying from the get-go, negotiating negotiators at our firm are obsolete. Like, really, you don't need a fucking idiot getting paid 40 hours a week to do nothing. Our intake guy, intake specialist, non-existent, hasn't been paid for since coronavirus has started. Nice. Yeah. I wish he would be gone too. But that's the nonsense I still am dealing with at work. Some of these files a year old should have been settled ages ago. But the negotiators just let them sit there. I don't understand how from the moment the initial offer comes in to the moment you want to get settlement authority to the moment you begin negotiating, why that has to be more than a two-week window. Unless the client's MIA. That's the only excuse. If the client actually has a working number... I don't see why that's an issue. So, yeah. SOLs. With statute of limitations coming up on a bunch of these files. People don't want to take offers. Fine. You don't want to take the offer? Here, kick rocks. Or here, we'll refer it to someone else to settle. Now, they don't want to answer the phone. It's funny how they know now they fucked up. Now they don't want to answer the phone. It's end of May. 
the one that I'm specifically referring to. But hey, it is what it is. Other people are furloughed. My wife got furloughed, but now only a week of furlough. Now they want her to remote it back in starting Monday to do stuff. And I'm like, so what was the point of that? You gave her a spring break? God. And that's and and that's the thing. If you're furloughed, great. Okay. Apply for unemployment. And everybody's making a big deal that the United States has a lot of unemployment applications in the last month or so since the coronavirus epidemic. Um, I like how people are pointing that out. But yet, we forget that other countries already pay you for unemployment. Without having necessarily to go through the, the hoops that we have to go through to apply. So, it's not that big a deal. Now, what is concerning is the amount of people that lost health care due to the unemployment. So, that, yes. Because if your work is what gives you your, your health insurance, that, yes, is staggering. Yes. Speaking of insurance, do remember, if you want to bundle life, auto, home, make sure you have uninsured motors coverage, underinsured motors coverage, full collision coverage. Call American National, use promo code MEXI, and save on your bundling. American National, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Now, speaking of insurance and, and the law, do realize, because we've had a few situations at work where these people think that they can just get away with shit. Every state is different. So some states have different laws than other states. Yes, we're the United States of America. So everything is changing. Yes, everything changes from state border to state border. If you have Ohio, for example, we are a at-fault state. That means if you're at fault, your insurance pays. But it gets trickier after that. For example, Tennessee. Tennessee is also known as a 50-50 state. What does that mean, Mexi? Well, it means... That in the good state of Tennessee, if you go to court and the jury finds both parties equally at fault, 50-50, then you don't get any recovery. You don't win the case. You can't get any, any money whatsoever. Here in Ohio, if there's a 50-50% uh, dispute, you can still collect 50% from the at-fault insurance. Yeah. Tennessee, you cannot. A no-fault state, as I've mentioned before, means that regardless of who's at fault, you're fixing your shit through your insurance. This is why some carriers have what is called PIP, which is basically a fancy way of saying medical payments. It's protection. I believe it stands for protection for injured parties. PIP. And if you are a trucker, for example, you know, essential employee... You better make sure that your trucking company that you drive for has PIP coverage that includes you. There's this moron that, oh, yeah, I should have PIP. Oh, the insurance never put me as a fucking licensed driver? Yeah, that's an issue. Or, oh, I'm driving without a license, uninsured? Oh, oh, I, I bought a semi, but yet... um. Uh, 
uh, uh, I didn't tell my personal insurance that I have a semi and I drive for work. Yeah, these are issues that need to be aware of in the car insurance industry. Also, if you are the driver of somebody else's car. This is why I don't understand why people borrow. I've actually borrowed and driven less people's cars since I've been doing personal injury than before. If you are a driver and you have your own insurance, you're driving somebody else's car and you hit another car, yeah, insurance follows the vehicle. But if you hit a pedestrian, oh, guess what? Your insurance, because you're the actual driver hitting the pedestrian, is primary yeah that's a little nuance that most of you may have not known if you are a passenger in somebody else's car medical payments for their insurance is not primary your insurance or anything you have as insurance is primary it baffles me But, you know, it's the stuff you find out. Now, before we continue, as always, let's remind everybody else that if you want to get help working out from home, you can't go to Super Studios 253, but you can sign up, use the same promo code MEXI, and get your classes online. Yes, everybody can work out. You just need a space and the willpower to do so. Join Team Super, the fun team. Super Studios 253, proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. Now, if you also want to relax, hopefully massage parlors can open back up here in a couple weeks. Hand and Stone Massage, same promo code MEXI, gives you a discount on your first sweetest massage and your membership. I actually have one scheduled for tomorrow that has not been canceled. So that's the funny thing. If we don't cancel within 24 hours, they charge us... A cancellation fee. But if they don't cancel my appointment and I still show up and they're closed, do I get to charge them a cancellation fee? Hmm. Food for thought. But in any other case, Hannah Sumasaj is still a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Now, let me finish with this little tidbit. Because everything that's going on, all the news media and all this nonsense... <clears throat> I want you listeners to realize some of these things. Talk show hosts and news people who are supposedly working remotely from home. Have you noticed how they all have they always have the same haircut? They've been doing this remotely for the same 6 weeks yet their hair all looks the same. How did they get a haircut? Hmm. Exactly. So when somebody tells me, oh, we should not be going outside, we should not be doing this, we should be doing that, from the news, from the media, from the talk show people. Like, I love my dude John Oliver, but I've watched his show the last six weeks. He has the same haircut the entire time. So either these were filmed in advance, which they can't be because it's relative to the news or what's going on on a weekly basis. It is called Last Week of John Oliver. He still somehow has the same haircut. His hair has not grown. 
So he's either getting it cut somehow, or he has a personal barber. Hmm. Funny how people who are famous and rich are trying to tell us, oh yeah, don't do this, don't do that, but we're the ones with growing hair that have nowhere to get it cut other than by doing it yourself. Which leads me to my next point that I want everybody to realize during this pandemic. When you work at a job, everybody, as we grow up, we become, we, we're, we're born with a certain talent or we get good at something along the way. And I want you guys, the young guys and the young people in society to realize whatever you are trying to be good at, do realize this. These situations make you think as to what is essential in life and what is not essential in life. So let me give you an example. If I want to be a professional lacrosse player, guess what? Nobody watches lacrosse. So it's not like the NBA where, oh yeah, they suspended the season and LeBron is still living the high life. No. They suspended the lacrosse season. Guess what? You ain't making no money. NBA athletes have side deals, CBAs, endorsements. I'm pretty sure a lacrosse player doesn't have the same endorsements as, I don't know, LeBron James. If I, during my quarantine, can do a job that you get paid to do normally, then your job is not as essential and does not require that many skills. Because if I can do it and I have no training, then anybody can do it. You just have to put your mind to it. Think about that. Also, I want you to think about the protests. Yeah, we've been having a lot of protests when the governor comes on TV, even here in Columbus. And here's what I got to say about the protests. The right to protest, great. You do your right to protest. There are some people, I, I think one of the ladies is running for Congress and she's out there yelling. I'm sorry. You'd rather live dangerously than be shot out in fear. I get that. I also like to live life dangerously. But here's where I don't understand your you guys' point. You don't want to be locked up. You don't want to be told what to do. Okay, great. If any one of you is a fucking barber, I'm going to murder you. Because all you have to do, you, you imagine the amount of money you would make just because the governor says, oh, you can't open, doesn't mean you have to shut down your business. Most businesses are the ones who are deciding to cooperate with the government because they're losing money. They don't want to lose money. If you're a small barber and you know how to cut hair, all you had to do was apply to be essential when the deadline was given, and guess what? You'd be the only barber right now in fucking town. People be lining up outside your door, six feet apart, to cut hair. 
You could choose to charge a hundred bucks to make a profit. Actually, I think that's against the law in Ohio. But anyways, my point being, these protests, they're not people are not standing six feet apart. Who cares? They're not hugging each other either. They're not coughing at each other. Just because you're not wearing a mask doesn't mean you can or won't get the virus. Just because you're out protesting doesn't mean you will get the virus. You're more likely to because you're around a bunch of people. But as long as you wash your hands and use Purell and don't touch anybody, you are probably going to be okay. Now, I don't think they should be protesting because they're probably listening to Fox News just like the president. And we think this is not so bad or it's as bad as the flu. I'm not going to lie. I will say this. A lot more people die from heart attacks. A lot of people more, more die more from car accidents, smoking, cancer. I get that. A lot more people die probably from whatever illness you want to throw out there. But that doesn't mean that this is not dangerous. Like, I will say this. I agree with some of the people, or the analysts and the doctors that I read and listen to. It's not the same as, I don't know, the amount of deaths in a swimming pool that somehow Dr. Phil, I don't know who decided that Dr. Phil was an MD, but somehow Dr. Phil said, oh, yeah, there's a lot more people that die drowned in swimming pools. I'm sorry. How do you know that? Based on what's that? And even so, I agree when I think, <laughs> I think it was said, look, if I can catch dying from in the swimming pool at the grocery store, then yeah, we'd be we'd be doing something about it. But I can't. Somebody dies in the swimming pool, and then I hang out with their brother who was there when they died in the swimming pool. Nothing's gonna happen to me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get contaminated. It's the contamination factor that is why you want to have less people out and about. But at the same time, if you behave and do what's necessary. You're not going to catch anything. I'm not wearing my fucking mask. I don't even have one. My wife got us one from her friend Heidi. Yeah, I don't wear it. When I sneeze, I still sneeze the same way. I don't cover it up. You get contaminated with coronavirus. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was carrying it. That's why we don't have testing. That's the number one thing. We don't have testing. And the thing with masks, just because you're wearing a mask, you morons... You still have to wash your mask if you're not if you buy one of those fancy $100 masks, you still have to wash it. You can't just wear it every day, go out and about and not do anything with it. I see people, I'm driving and I see people in their cars, nobody else is in the car with a mask on. I'm sorry. Are you Bane from Batman? Are you Batman? No, oh you're not. Okay. Do you not keep your car clean cuz I keep my car clean. So why would I wear my mask in the fucking car? That would be like... That would be like wearing a condom... When I'm not having sex. Well, I'm sorry. What? It's basically the same. Nobody else is getting in my bed. 
Oh, oh, but do you have a condom on? No, exactly. Why would you have a mask on in your bloody car? That you use multiple times. Now, the reusable ones, the ones doctors need, the hand gloves, the sanitizer gloves, and the, you know, the sanitizing spray, the Purell, all the stuff that medical providers and doctors and nurses need. Yeah, those get, the reason they need them it's because once they touch somebody who's infected, they toss them away and get a new pair. So unless you want to stock up on that and keep throwing them away every time you go outside, you should probably use something other than a scarf. Because you're going to have to wash it. You should probably use something other than, I don't know, your ski mask. Because the other thing you're still not realizing, if you touch a surface that somebody else is touching... You could still get it regardless of what kind of apparel is on your fucking face. This is why you have to wash your hands. I wash my hands every day. Now I wash my hands more. I use Purell every day now. I used to never use hand sanitizer. Now I use hand sanitizer every time a client comes in, client walks out, or I go to the store. But I'm not covering myself up. I don't live in fear. And I agree that this is just overhyped nonsense I agree that we should have some businesses open back up and be essential if Walmart is allowed to have 500 people inside Walmart 6 feet apart I don't understand how one hair salon could have I don't know 2 people cutting hair which is the same kind of uh, hand to body contact as I don't know a nurse and have a line out the door for people to cut hair. I will stand in line three hours to get my hair cut at this point. Some states have issued that gyms are now that's considered essential. And they're going to open back up. A gym. We could do that at home. Mind you, if that's the case, um, my gym has not been charging me last two months. I did not pay my gym fee in March or April. Great. But my gym better not be charging me if I don't have the option to go inside. Why would I want to go in the gym where everybody touches all the weights and doesn't clean them? You know how many times I don't clean the weights? Every time I go. So imagine how many times other people don't do it. Yeah, I ain't going to the gym. Also, somehow bowling alleys are opening. I'm sorry. Who wants to go fucking bowling during this time? How about we put my sports back on TV and get this shit done right? Because bowling, oh, what's that? You put holes, you put your hands in the holes, nobody sanitizes the holes, you use the same shoes as everybody else to play, nobody sanitizes the shoes. Yeah, no, nobody needs bowling alleys. We need fucking hair salons, okay? We need people to cut hair. So I get the protest, but I also get the nonsense. You should not be protesting nonsense. Just go home. Especially if you're not doing it 24-7. If you're only doing it when the governor's on TV and then everybody goes home, yeah, that's a waste of time. I assure you something would be done if we had these same nut jobs out there protesting for 48 hours straight. Oh, but wait, no. Somebody has to watch your kids. Yeah, that's right. That's why I forgot. Hmm. Also, I'm so glad I don't have kids right, right about now because they're not going to have school until next fall. Yeah. 
how many you all are going to realize the nonsense you did and I am so I cannot wait to hear the complaints because some of you should have just crossed your legs and not had kids but no oh having a child is a blessing yeah let's see you handle your demons 24-7 from I don't know March all the way through September six months of summer Mm-hmm. Now, stop complaining. Eventually, yes, stuff will get back, open back up. If it doesn't, get an essential job. Kroger's hiring. Don't be a moron. Don't listen to Fox News. Don't listen to the president's tweets. Uh, I mean, he's getting my vote. Because I'm not voting for Biden, as I said before. So that's, that's, yeah. That's on you guys. That's on the DNC for not listening. But anywho, we'll call, we'll call that a day. That's the end of the podcast. As always, check us out online. All the episodes are on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, you know the deal. And as always, remember people, even in these hard times where there's a Mexican, there's a way. Till next week.